Welcome to Gold with Jeanette Schneider, nuggets of inspiration for a bigger, better, more purposeful life. Each week we share wisdom, insights, and gold from those living their very best lives. After 23 years in finance and a fancy SVP title, I retired to advocate for women and girls in life, love, the boardroom, and the marketplace. Now the CEO of my own media company, my goal is to change the world for my daughter and her friends. My first book, Lore, Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future, dropped this past fall and is based on what women wish they would have known when they were girls. This is purposeful content, big conversations, and a safe place for us to share our gold and our dreams for the future. We record every week from the sound studio at The Space LV. Blair Badenhop struggled to find her voice and advocate for herself until she was introduced to the world of wellness and discovered her own spiritual practice. Blair talks about stepping into her power, the importance of faith married with action, and how it is imperative we trust ourselves. We talk about the importance of going within and the internal navigation that we have but don't always honor. Blair is the founder of Blair Badenhop Inc., a global brand strategy and copywriting service destination for entrepreneurs in the wellness industry. She has supported 200 plus health coaches, best-selling authors, spiritual teachers, and thought leaders in clarifying and creating their authentic brand identities online through careful strategy and conversational copy. She's also the host of Brand Yourself, a top-rated podcast on iTunes that gives listeners a behind-the-scenes look at what female entrepreneurs in the wellness industry have done to establish successful businesses and standout brands. She is also the mastermind behind Your Wellness Brand, a 10-week business mentorship experience that teaches wellness coaches and entrepreneurs how to leverage their purpose and personalities to stand out online. Previously, she worked at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, Dress for Success, and Harper's Bazaar. Blair shares her four C's for stepping into your truth, clarity, confidence, creativity, and commitment. She explains the micro moments that help you step into your confidence and why commitment is required to move your life forward. She also delves into the gift of intuition and how to know the difference between your knowingness and your fear. Let's dig in. Today I have with me Blair Badenhop. I am so excited to dig into conversation with you. I want to thank you for having me uh, on your show, Brand Yourself, where I got to know you a little bit and for agreeing to come on Gold. Thank you so much. Oh my God, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. You're amazing. Oh, you're so sweet. I, I'm just, I was so um, amazed by the conversation that we recently had on Blair's show and the feedback that I got because I was super authentic and vulnerable in ways that I, I talked about some stuff that I usually don't talk about with you. And so I knew like I just I, – there's a good vibe. I need to have you on on mine. And um, I've gotten such great feedback because I showed up authentically and that's what you are all about. It's it's coming into the world um, with an authentic um, – from an authentic place and really being open to who you are and branding yourself based on your own voice. And, you know, I did a little digging and I know a little bit about you, but um, I want to know what got you to this space where you realize it's time for me to share – why this is so important with female entrepreneurs and women who are really kind of starting their own businesses and, and stepping forward in their own authentic ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I spent a lot of my life trying to fit in and trying to hide parts of myself and feeling like I just was too much or not enough. And, um, so over the course of my life, I've learned that I was doing myself a disservice in that way. And it took me a lot of 
experiences and heartbreak and things like that for me to finally arrive to where I am today. And I'd say that where my need to fit in or lack of confidence showed up most was, you know, socially growing up. And then once I entered the career world, I just didn't really know where I fit and I didn't really know how to use my voice. I didn't have a lot of confidence in my voice and it was something that was a theme in my life for a really long time. Mm. And I started out my career in the magazine industry and I was working my second job at Harper's Bazaar. Uh, I was a sales assistant and in the fashion industry, uh, it's pretty cutthroat. There's some pretty big personalities and high expectations. And so I would find myself just walking on eggshells every day, afraid to make a mistake. And so day by day, if something went wrong, if I got criticized for something, or I felt like I was going to lose my job, my confidence was just getting chipped away every single moment of that. And I didn't really know what to do because I was, had a great job, you know, on paper, it looked great. But inside, I just felt like I was in the wrong place and I didn't know where I fit in and I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And so that whole experience on top of just being a really introspective human being and wanting to be the best version of myself, wanting to be happy, I started diving into personal growth work and reading books. And the first book I read was A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Mm. Then I found The Secret um, and then I found a bunch of other books and I started to recognize that my circumstances could be changed. I wasn't a victim. I could shift things. And so I started to go within myself and ask, well, what do I want to do? Like what matters to me? Um, what do I lo- like to do? And so while I was at that job, I started to explore the world of nonprofit and help people because I just wanted to feel like I had meaning that the work I was doing meant something. It wasn't just in getting people to buy more expensive clothes and add them to their wardrobes. It was something that was serving people. And so I started doing some volunteer work and, you know, I had come from a background of writing. I made, I minored in writing. I had majored in women's studies. I was interested in psychology and sociology and all these things. And so I was like, what could I do now? Like, I should I leave the fashion industry? Can I just completely change industries? And, and so then I met someone who was leaving her job at Dress for Success, which is this amazing nonprofit for disadvantaged women. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why don't you apply? And I was like, okay. And so I could bring my fashion background, my connections in that way to this job and maybe it would fit. And so then I got hired there. And while that did feel like another step in the right direction or a step in the right direction, it was still not the right fit. And I kept feeling that way. And I also wound up with having another challenging boss who again was intimidating and really forced me to really speak up in ways I didn't feel comfortable. I really had to step into my power uh, inch by inch. And so while I was there, I I did that. I had a breakthrough moment and really expressed myself. And then I one day was procrastinating. I was on Google and I came across the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which is a health coach training program that teaches people all about holistic health and nutrition and healing and self-care and all the things. And something that was always a passion inside me and had been forever was was wellness and, and reading articles and trying to be healthier and eat well and all the things. And 
so I was like, oh my God, this exists. And I had this really visceral reaction to finding this school. I felt cellularly like every part of me leapt forward and was just like, this is what I'm meant to do. I have to do this. And I had never felt that way um, in my career before. So once I did that, I trusted myself and, and made the investment in myself. Everything in my life started to change. I wound up realizing that my relationship at the time I was living with my boyfriend then was not a good fit and it started to fall apart. And then I wound up getting a new job at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and Marketing and my, my professional confidence finally came to fruition because I was in an environment that was supportive and I felt really deeply passionate about. And as I leaned into my passion and what I really wanted to do, all the things that were no longer serving me started to fall away. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting to witness, deeply uncomfortable, but as I started to become more me and, and to be authentic and true to myself, the more the things that weren't authentic to me had to leave my life. And I think sometimes when that starts to happen, we get really afraid because we're in this comfort zone for so long. We have the familiar things, the familiar people. And then when it's not working out, even though you know it's not supposed to be the way it is, because I had known this relationship wasn't right for me for so long, but I just stayed in it. Sure. And and then it and then it starts to happen and you want to hold on for your life, but it's the way of the universe, nature just saying, Okay, like you are making a commitment to being you. So I'm going to help you out and take away the things that are not serving you. Um, and so that was a huge moment of growth for me. That was back in 2011. During my Saturn return, I was 28 years old, um, which is an astrology thing that is a very challenging moment in, in life. And I lived alone for the first time. I woke up every morning with deep anxiety because my relationship was over and I still had to show up at this job that I loved. And I started to really go deep within myself and and really get into meditation and yoga and start to find peace within the chaotic emotions that I was feeling. And I learned through that experience that just honoring your truth and going through something hard is necessary to polish you up to be the person that you're meant to be, to be the authentic version of yourself, the stronger version, the, the more aligned version. I just got goosebumps. (laughs) I think that's so true. It is. It's so true. And I, my biggest life lesson has been to trust myself, to Mm -hmm. trust my intuition. And for a long time I didn't. And as I started to recognize the power of trusting that and trusting the unfolding of, of my life, then it was, I felt more resilient and strong amongst the challenging moments. And as we all know, challenging moments never really come to an end. It's how we choose to move through them that really um, allows us to have more peace than struggle. So, so true. that was kind of how I started to move in this direction of entrepreneurship. Because after that job uh, where I got promoted three times, I was head of marketing at IIN. And, um, and then I got a, a severance package. I was given the opportunity to leave. I lost my job. And, um, at that point I was kind of again at a crossroads. This was like a few years later, 2014. And I again was like, what am I doing? What is happening? I'm deeply uncomfortable. How do I, how do I get through this? And it was really combining the spiritual elements of self-care and just really trusting that things would be okay with taking action that was 
authentic to me. So being like, okay, this is what I can control. I can control what I do. So I'm going to reach out to these people and Mm -hmm. look into these opportunities and, and also leverage the skills that I have to start a consulting business on the side. And I'm going to see whichever one of these things works out. And I allowed it to unfold as it was meant to. I didn't force anything. I knew that it was ultimately out of my control what happened at the end of the day. But I, I did everything that I could to support myself emotionally and mentally and then also take action where needed. And, and along that journey, authenticity and being true to myself and showing the world who I really am was a huge asset in the success that I've achieved in building a multiple six-figure business today. That's amazing. And I have to tell you, so I've got multiple things that I've written down (laughs) as you've been talking. Um, I think one of the things that's super hard and I would love for you to kind of share your thoughts on is how do you, and I think this is where people, it's that trust of self and that faith in, in something bigger than you, right? The action, you have to take action, but at the same time, not be attached to the outcome. And I think we have been raised in a society where it's like there is a very specific path that you're supposed to take. So you go for that specific outcome rather than being, I'm going to trust in whatever's up there, whatever's available to me, but I'm also going to make actionable steps to make sure that I'm co-creating with the, the highest version of myself, with God, with spirit, with whatever. Um, but that's a hard place to be, and and it's a, it's a mixture of taking a making a movement and letting go at the same time. So I'm curious if you have any thoughts as to how best to to do that, how to get your yourself into that kind of head and heart space um, for anyone who's who's struggling with that now. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so hard, <laughs> so hard. And I think that what really empowered me to do it this last time with losing my job, having to figure out what I was doing next, having to pay $2,000 a month in rent in a New York City apartment. You know, it was a very much, and I had a severance package for four months, so I was very lucky to have a bit of time to figure it out. But when when you have all of this space all of a sudden to be and think and also just not be doing what you're used to be doing, it's deeply uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think what prepared me to handle it better was just all the personal growth work I'd been doing for years before that. So just having a meditation practice, reading lots of books, um, having, you know, types like the Marianne Williamson's of the world who helped me really bridge the gap between my like Catholic upbringing and like a, some kind of belief system that, I, that resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And cause I've always believed that there's a higher power out there the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, there's some kind of universal intelligence and energy where we are all connected, where we all come from. And I have, I deeply believe that in myself. And so because of all all the things I've read, my perspective is expanded to a space of, I know that life is supporting me. It is not, it's not hurting me. It's Mm -hmm. not trying to hurt me right now. This is helping me get further or somewhere else better. And so uh, underneath all of the pain and discomfort, I really believed that. And I think you have to believe, you have to believe something in order to really move through it and allow there to be space for things to just unfold as they unfold and not try to control. On the other hand, I am definitely the type that loves control. I am a type A, like organized planner. And so when that all happened, I had to get organized, I had to plan and I had to get into action because that made me feel empowered. 
And then the moments where things wouldn't go right, where a client wouldn't sign on or I wouldn't get a job or something crappy happened and I didn't know what to do with my time or myself, I would have to sit in the feeling of it, mm-hmm. the the feeling of like discomfort and pain and all the fear and anxiety that was like pouring out of me. And I would sit with it, breathing in meditation. I would journal. I journaled every single day because the amount of anxiousness that I was feeling was a lot at times. I would call people, my friends, family, um, you know, I couldn't afford to ha- to hire a coach at the time, but like, you know, I was just doing everything I could to emotionally support myself and just remind myself that this is working out for my highest good. I know it, it's going to be fine. I've been through hard times before and I got out of it, out of it just fine. And so <clears throat> It's kind of just this practice of being with what you're experiencing, but then also leaning on the belief system that you have built over time. And if you're, if you're somebody listening who doesn't really have that yet, you know, it's going to be much harder to, to move through because there has to be a belief in something else greater than yourself, because then if you don't believe in that, then it's all on you and you're only one person, like you're only you know, so powerful on your own. And there's so much, there's something so much bigger out there that we can just lean on, that we can take a deep breath and know is going to serve us even in really hard times. And I know that that can be hard to hear when things are really suck Mm -hmm. and like when (laughs) it really hurts. Um, and you know, being on the other side of it now, it's easier for me to talk about, but when I was in it, it was really hard. Uh, you know, when life feels like it's falling apart, um, so I don't know, I think you just really leaning on a belief system of sorts that you have cultivated within yourself or you can begin to cultivate, you know, if you don't have that yet, I would suggest getting your first personal growth book, going to a lecture, finding a community of people who you can surround yourself with, who are there to support you through that hard time. Um, just a way to really infuse and, and instill like something in you that's going to give you that courage and strength to keep going um, through that hard time and know that you're going to arrive on the other side better for it. I love it. I think there's um, – someone sent me something this morning. It's a definition I, I've never heard of. It, a cotiwample. It means to travel in a purposeful manner towards a vague destination. And I feel that that has become my life. <laughs> you're Ooh, traveling yeah. purposefully towards a, a vague place and you have to have faith in your skill sets and in your strength but like you said something bigger than you which is so it's it's I I love what you said if if you are if you're hitting the bottom if you're having those moments where things are really hard and they continue to be hard um you have to you have to start breaking yourself open a little bit you know and I think you described so eloquently um tools that you have afforded yourself now through the personal growth work, through understanding, through yoga. I, I don't know how many times when I'm in places of deep anxiety, I hit the yoga mat. And by the time I leave, I have an answer. Or I have some type of peacefulness or some trust in myself um, that I didn't have when I walked in there. And we walk around with so much anxiety. Um, how do you, at, at this point, when you look over kind of the course of your life and you look back, because one of the things that's – like really I want people to kind of really like wrap their arms around is a lot of times the things we struggle with 
are because of beliefs from our childhood or messages we received. I think it's really fascinating that you are a writer and you are in marketing and branding. And the one thing you struggled to find more than anything was your voice. It's, mm-hmm. it's a fascinating thing. And if, if you looked back over the course of your life, was there anything that happened or any messages that you received when you were younger um, that made you believe that your voice should remain small or that caused you to struggle with these kind of difficult personalities when you would select bosses or relationships? Mm. Oh, that's a deep question. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I've done a lot of analysis on my childhood and my life and, you know, been to therapy and, you know, and I, I grew up, I, I was privileged and both my parents were still together, um, great parents and deeply loving. And so it was a really ideal scenario. Um, when I was little, I was a really, um, kind of outspoken child. I would kind of just say whatever was on my mind and I would get in trouble for that. Mm. And so there was a point where I realized, oh, I guess I should be quieter. I guess I should be careful what I say. And I think that that was, is really at the heart of the behavior from that point forward. I was afraid of, of drawing any negative attention to me. And I think also, I, so I'm the oldest child. I have a younger sister. And another thing that I've, I've realized is that, you know, I was in the spotlight. I was the first grandchild for a few years. And then my sister came along and I was no longer in the spotlight. And I think, you know, there's also the fear of losing love from, from people by, you know, I don't know. I, maybe I thought I did something. I don't know. (laughs) But, um, I think that those kind of elements definitely influenced my behavior and, and kind of what I allowed myself to say. And then later in life, there was a period where I had to transfer schools in third grade and make all new friends. And again, this, this need to fit in, find my place was really important. Same in high school. I just, again, like wanted to be that popular person. And even though I was, you know, invited to some of the parties, I still didn't feel like I was really liked for who I was. I didn't know how to be who I was, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so over time, after, you know, in college, I had a much better experience. I had great friends. I finally felt like I could be me, and it was almost like a clean slate. Um, but, you know, again, life kept giving me these challenges to move through where I had to use my voice, mm-hmm. or if I didn't, I suffered for it. And, um, yeah, I think that all of that is really rooted in those little beliefs or incidents that happen when you're a child that you just take on and subconsciously carry around with you for many, many years until you take the action that's opposite what you intuitive or instinctively because of those things want to do, then you can break the cycle. Yeah. It's funny. I wrote a a post about that not too long ago where it's like if you are in a situation where you're the common denominator and either you keep bringing in a a bad relationship, a bad boss, a bad something, it's it's time for you to – do the opposite of what you think you should do. Just flip it and see what happens. <laughs> Just start flipping the narrative that you've told yourself um, because clearly it's, it's, it's something that you're working through and these people have been kind of placed in your life to help you move through it. Um, mm-hmm. You talked a little bit about confidence and I love that it's part of the thing that you coach women on when you're talking about moving into their brand and into who they are in business and in life. And I think it's one thing that you know people struggle with is really finding – their confidence is a confidence, especially 
um, because we have been kind of put into these boxes where you're you're measured against your peers. Um, a lot of work environments kind of always want you to be walking in at a deficit. And a lot of women are leaving corporate America and starting their own companies because of the fact that they want to be more authentic. But like me, one of the things I shared with Blair before we got started, as I left corporate America and moved into my own venture, it's almost like you're remaking yourself and trying to find, it's almost like wobbly feet again. You're, you're almost like a toddler trying to find your, your confidence again. So I would love for you to talk to me a little bit about confidence, how you found yours, and, and what you encourage women to do to co- kind of find theirs again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I found confidence in small micro moments. It was like almost an accumulation of actions and moments over time. So one that comes to mind is that intimidating boss that I had addressed for success. I, I, she had just, I don't know, yelled at me in front of an, an the entire company one day for something that was really ridiculous and it was embarrassing. And so the next day I called her into a meeting and I literally felt like my heart was going to pop out of my chest. I was so nervous. And I just said, what you did yesterday was really disrespectful. I felt like you weren't listening to me. You weren't giving me an opportunity. Instead, you just yelled at me in front of everyone. And I just don't feel like that's a productive way of, of helping to inspire me to do what you want me to do. Um, or I don't even remember the exact words, but I'm just summarizing. And that moment was so huge for me. Mm. And I think it's confidence is something that's built slowly and it's, it's slowly built by you honoring yourself. I had gotten to a point where I had enough, enough was enough. I had to say something or do something differently. I could not sit there and feel like I was a punching bag anymore, you know, and feel like a victim. I was, I had to step into my power. Mm -hmm. So something like that. And then once I changed jobs, I had a really great boss and I was in a great environment. And I, the reason I was, I, I got that job in the first place was because I got clarity around what I wanted to do in my career next. And I sat down one day with my journal and I was like, okay, what do I want to do? I have my health coaching certification. I know I, I don't want to start a business right now, but I need to be in an industry that I love. And so I decided I'm going to find a job in the wellness industry. I love wellness. I'm so passionate about it. This feels so right to me. And so I made a list of all these different companies I could apply to. And I applied to integrative nutrition. I got hired there. And then I was in the most amazing environment. I was so, I was so given the space to blossom and responsibility and to really recognize my own gifts and what I wanted to do and what I was good at. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not gotten clarity first. Mm -hmm. So I, I would say it has to do with being courageous in certain moments and really standing up for yourself. If you're somebody who hasn't been doing that or hasn't been using your voice in an authentic way and speaking your truth. And then the other thing is having clarity around what you want to create and finding a way to get clarity, whether that's journaling, having conversations, taking action, experimenting, signing up for lectures or retreats and just giving yourself space to get that clarity is really important to confidence. I love that. I actually just recorded um, a podcast about clarity and how 
clarity creates actionable steps. It creates it's it's less being in the gray. Um, I have an executive coach who talks about how fear is simply an unanswered question, and how most of our lives we sit, sit in this kind of this gray spot with these unanswered questions. But once the moment comes that you start to actually dig away and answer those questions. Um, I had one the other day. I woke up in the morning uh, with anxiety because um, I had some issues when it came to uh, like tax status and how to set up certain corporation stuff and salaries and all of that stuff. And I said, I'm, I'm freaking out because I don't have clarity around this issue. And once I have clarity and I can start answering these questions, then I can be more confident in the way I'm setting up my business. And I know that's a very, it's just a small little kind of a way of packaging it all together. But I think that it's such a beautiful thing when you poke rather than sitting in the gray. I I, I, mm-hmm. I wish more people would say, I'm in a gray spot. I've got a bubble of, of you know, just complacency around me and, and, and move out of it and start a- asking the questions instead of waiting for that really hard thing to happen that pushes you out of it. Because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but it seems like it's, it's typically things that show up in your life to kind of smack you awake. Um, that move you into I have to get clarity as opposed to it becoming part of your daily life, right? Where you're mm-hmm. – you're, and my big thing is living intentionally, like every day trying to understand um, what our intentions are in, in all ways. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just – I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. And I just like to add that, you know, we're always creating our existence, our lives, our future in every moment with every decision. And I think if we can look at life and what we do every day as, as an act of creativity, mm-hmm. where you are the artist of your business or your life. And so what needs to come through you? And I think a lot of times what pulls us away from that and distracts us is the external stimuli of oh God, look at her or look at him. He's doing this. She's doing that. Or, oh my gosh, they're so much more successful or, oh my gosh, they have the perfect life. And it just pulls us away and makes us feel so shitty about Mm -hmm. ourselves. And what needs to happen in those moments where you find yourself spinning, it's a sign that you're disconnected from yourself. You have to come back home, come inward, do something where you can reconnect with your body, with your heart and ask yourself questions like, okay, what do I need right now? what do I really want to do? You know, this is my life. This is my legacy. Like what matters to me? What issues fire me up? What are the things I, what's the problem I want to help solve? Who do I want to be in my relationships and in, you know, interactions with strangers? You know, how do I want to show up? And just having answers to those questions is going to help guide you in making the right decisions moving forward in your life and in business or whatever you're trying to figure out at the moment. It's, going to point you in that direction and honoring that truth that you find within yourself is one of the harder things to do. But once you do that, you are on the path to creating what you really want. I love that. And you talk about honoring, um, to really get to a place where it's not just work that you've done, that you've done, that you put away and you move back into old ways and manners of doing things, right? Like you have to really decide that this is the way you're going to live your life. Um, and, and create from that place almost on a daily basis. Like, do you have to, do you have moments now that you've kind of gotten your business off the ground and you're, you're coaching and, and it probably helps. I know for me, because I'm providing content that I believe in. And so I have to write it and talk about it. So it actually helps kind of refocus me almost daily. But do you ever find moments where you have to kind of like go back to that place and recommit to yourself? Oh yeah. I think it's, 
it's like a constant cycle or circle of events. It's like clarifying, taking action and being in action for a while and doing what you love and then having to recenter and recommit again, because as we're out there and then also being a human being and involving and then external stimuli distracting you, coming back to your center and why you're doing it is so important because you can very easily lose track once you're in that rhythm of doing what you do. And in my business, I've been doing this for four years, almost five years. And, you know, there are days that are the same or similar. And I'm just like, wait, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. You know, like, and there are moments where I have to be like, okay, here's why. And that reignites my inspiration and my commitment to it um, and kind of reconnects me to it. And when you're really connected to like the why behind anything, you show up and you deliver in a way that you don't wouldn't if you weren't connected to it. It just it's it's again it's again an authentic action. It's taking that um, authenticity within yourself and making that the the truth that you live by. And I think it's always going to be something that we have to recommit to over and over again because we evolve as humans. And so then everything else in our lives evolve and we have to recalibrate and restructure and Mm -hmm. redo and refresh things um, in order to feel connected to it again. It's funny. I've been poking at the, the question about people's why. And what I have noticed is that, especially if you ask a parent, and you ask them what their why is, they almost always say their children. It's just, it's something biological. When you have them, all of a sudden your life has greater purpose. But the thing that I worry for and that, you know, I was I was sharing with some women in a workshop I did recently is that be careful that when you say it's for my kids, you're not also becoming complacent and accepting things because you you kind of start moving into like a, a complacent martyr. I'm doing it for my kids. I'm accepting bad bosses and bad relationships because I'm grinding, I'm hustling, I'm struggling. And instead, you're creating a story of martyrdom. And I think the reason it's been so on my mind is because I've had so many women who have kids that are leaving the nest and now they don't know who they are anymore. Because their why was always the kids. And now the kids are getting their own jobs and going off to college and they don't really need parents anymore. Like, you know, they need their parents, but not to support them on the daily basis. And mom is struggling with, well, who am I? And what do I like to do? And do I have a dream? And so I, I just kind of find it interesting. Like when you dig into your why, for me, I know that my why is that I want to make the world a different place before my daughter and her friends, the next generation moves into into the marketplace, moves into boardrooms, moves into, I want to aspire through the women that I'm talking to today to raise really amazing kids. And I think I had to make it so pointed so that it wasn't just I'm getting a paycheck so that I can provide for my child. Because I also don't want her to see that, right? I don't want her to be like, mom hustled and, you know, she grinds. And so at the end of my life, when I'm on my deathbed, I'm looking around and my story is we, you know, we're hard workers and we struggle. Right. And, you know, we work uh, for the family. Um, and I, I so I'm very kind of playing with that right now. So I'm curious. It's like when you're coaching women, or you're talking to women about their why or you're even developing your own. Like, how are you framing that? And how, what are the conversations? How are you talking through what a why looks like, especially if someone's listening who their family is their everything or they've got kids that are starting to head off to college? Mm hmm. Yeah, I think in general, a why is has two sides to it. One side is why you personally want to do this, what it means for you, uh, 
you know, whether that's, I'm really good at this thing and I want to be of service in this way, or I really care about solving this problem because it's personal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side of it is it has to be bigger than just you. It has to serve a larger purpose in serving other people or other problems, um, or one big problem for other people. And so the first thing I do with clients is first ask, wait, but why does this matter to you? Mm-hmm. Why is this tied to you and what you do? And usually there's a personal story or a personal struggle or transformation that happened. And that's really why they're here now exploring, creating a business in the first place. And then the reason they go deeper with that is because they don't want other people to struggle the way they did, or Mm -hmm. they don't want other people to not learn the lesson that they learned. Um, And so when we have those two pieces and why it's really important is because we know why we're connected to it. But then on the days where it gets really hard and we are struggling and things aren't going right, we have to remember why it matters beyond us. Mm. And that is what keeps us inspired, keeps us ignited, keeps us committed to the journey. And so I, I think for women who are in this process of rediscovery, which I think is really what happens when you've devoted most of your adult life to being a mom, and then suddenly you're in the space of, wow, who am I without them? Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay. It's a great place to be. I think while it can feel daunting, it's exciting to rediscover yourself. And I think one that's in that space right now who is looking to do that, go you, because there are a lot of women that never do that. They just mm-hmm. kind of accept things as they are and, and move through and just say, "I've well, my job's done. I'm, I'm a mom. I guess that's it. But I would say that think about the stuff that gets you fired up. What's the stuff that pisses you off? What's the stuff that gets you really excited you know, when, what are the, the issues or the problems that you see in the world that really make you lean in and want to be part of the solution mm-hmm. and start there. And then also start doing the things that used to bring you the most joy before you became a mom. What were the things that you love to do that you were creatively drawn to that made you feel really more yourself than anything else. Reconnect with those things. And I would say this time in your life is just a re-exploration of you and also, you know, a determination of where you want to go now that you have this space and this freedom and a whole new palette to paint, basically. And then once you get clarity, then you can root into why you're doing this, why you're moving in this direction for you personally, and then on a larger scale, why it matters to you, whether that's starting a business or whatever it is. And from there, you'll just continually, you know, evolve and get clearer and clearer and clearer and you'll get stronger and stronger and stronger. And then it just becomes whatever it's meant to become. Um, but I think just don't judge yourself right now and give yourself the space to discover what is true for you. I love that. I love the idea. And it's a reframing for me too, because I think whenever I have women who are kind of scared and, you know, they're, they're talking about like, I don't know who I am without them. I also don't know who I am with my husband (laughs) because we talk about the kids, you know, like I don't, I, and you know, I don't know how to reframe that. And I love that. I love that idea. Like go you, this is a wonderful time in your life where you get to rediscover who you are. So you reframe that for me. Thank you. Um, curious what, um, one of the things I, I ask everyone, so curious about what advice you would give to your younger self, um, looking back um, with all of the, the the struggles, all of the finding your voice, uh, moving careers, um, when you look back at younger Blair, what does she look like 
what's her, her posture, her emotions, what's her stance and what would you tell her? What does she need to know from you? Mm. Oh, um, so I'm thinking of like 20 something Blair and she, she was really disconnected from her body and herself and poured a lot of energy into how she looked, um, you know, exercising, fitting in with friends, doing the socializing thing. But in, within her was that a bit of a, a void, a question mark of what am I doing here? Why mm-hmm. am I here? And I think she just kind of spent a lot of time not really rooting into the truth of that and ignoring the question. So, um, and her posture was okay. I mean, it had, it's not as good as it is today. Um, <laughs> but in general, she was like semi, semi happy. And I think the biggest thing that I would tell any one of my younger selves, no matter what age I was, was to trust your intuition mm. and stop ignoring those little signals, those little parts that are niggling at you that this isn't right. I don't know. Oh, I can't do that. Even though I feel drawn to it, I'm not enough really giving more credit or weight to the intuition is something that I would highly recommend to her and also just learning how to use her intuition earlier. Um, and just to not be afraid of it. I think I, I used to be afraid of my intuition because it was scary when it would tell me this isn't the right relationship. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, Oh God, wait, I have to end my relationship. No, I'm not doing that. That's too hard. And so there was always this battle um, within me. And so I would just say that instead of being afraid, just be curious and know that it's your soul guiding you to the right next step. Even if it's a hard step to take, it's the right one because once you take it and move through it, you're not only going to know yourself better and be stronger and more resilient, but you're going to be happier and more fulfilled. And at the end of the day, that's what we all want. Oh, I love it. I think that's beautiful. Um, For those who are trying to find their intuition – who haven't learned the difference between their fear and their intuition, what would you say to guide them? What would be kind of first steps um, where they could start to get clear on what's the voice that's telling them to be scared and what's the voice that's that's telling them, um, hey, this is me. This is your soul. (laughs) Mm. I think this is so different for everyone, but one of the things that I started to do when I was trying to strengthen my intuition was – so I live in New York city and there would be days where I would get off the subway and be like, Oh wait, I don't know which direction I'm supposed to go in to get to this place. And instead of pulling out my phone and looking at the map, I would ask myself, okay, Blair, you've done this before. What direction do you think you should go? And then I would just follow whatever came to me. And most of the time I was right. And so that was a way for me just to, I think your intuition is just a little signal. It's, not full of, um, the fear or anxiety. It Mm -hmm. is just a signal. It's just a little, a little nudge from your, your inner guidance system. And I think it takes some time to discern between fear and that signal, because I think a lot of times we associate that signal with fear because it's coming from somewhere. We have no logic around it. We're not really sure what it means and we get scared. Um, so there are like little things that you could do just to, to start to tune into it, start to practice using it. Uh, so that's one way I used to do that. And then the other thing is I think journaling is one of the best ways mm-hmm. to connect with yourself. I think 
I would always recommend meditation to anyone, but I know meditation is, is hard for a lot of people to get on board with. And so journaling, I think, is a great place to start. And what I used to do is if I was sitting with a question and I wasn't sure which way to go or what answer to go with, I would write the question at the top of my journal and say, and, and ask myself, what should I do in this situation? And then I would just wait for the answer to come to me or just write down anything that came to me. And usually in that journaling process, I would have clarity and I would know that that was a great way to connect with my intuition because there is inner guidance and inner wisdom that we all carry and we don't leverage enough in our lives because we can't logically make sense of it, but it's there. And so that's a great tool. And then another thing that I would do would be to sit with my two conflicting things. So when I wasn't sure if I wanted to be with this ex-boyfriend of mine, I remember sitting with the feeling of breaking up with him and the feeling of staying with him Mm -hmm. and which of them felt harder, which of them felt um, heavier, which of them felt more complicated, which of them felt like I was compromising myself and I would just feel into them. And the one that felt less complicated or less like a compromise was ending the relationship because I knew he wasn't right for me. I just knew it. So I would just sit with that, close my eyes and feel one option on the left side of my body and one option on the right side of my body and see if like a scale, which one was heavier. Hmm. Um, And so those are kind of little tools that I would use. And it took me a while to really get my intuition and understand it and know its signals and trust it. And I think that everyone's bodies are different and their guidance is a little bit different. I feel things in my gut. I think sometimes people feel things in their chest or, you know, some other part of their body. And so getting familiar with where you feel your intuitive hits is going to be important to this process. But those are all tools you can use just to start getting familiar with it. I love it. I sometimes have shared that um, if you want to know the difference between like the gut check, you know, if someone sends you a text and your shoulders lean in, right? Or if someone walks in front of you or comes into a room and you cross your arms, like there are little signals that we're Mm -hmm. getting all day, every day that we don't necessarily buy into or pay attention to. Um, So I, I love that. If you were to share any gold nuggets of wisdom or inspiration based on your life experiences with my listeners, what would they be? Well, I think intuition has been such a huge theme here. And I think when we think about intuition, it's like this esoteric concept Mm -hmm. and so many people don't get it, but it is your superpower. It is literally your superpower. If you learn to leverage this tool, that's literally built into your whole being, you're unstoppable in your life because you will always make decisions that are in alignment with your truth and who you are meant to be on the planet in this lifetime. So I would say definitely find a way to connect with that intuition. And then also, I would just say if, if you're somebody out there who's going through a, a moment of transition in your life or your career, just know that getting through it requires two elements. You know, Knowing your truth and getting clear on exactly who you are and what you want to create now and in the future is so important. And then once you know that truth, taking action in alignment with that truth which means you speak that truth, you live that truth, you make decisions on that truth. And you do not hide who you are, who you want to be because of the fear of judgment. You just are it. And so the more you can just 
leverage those tools to lead you forward, the more you're going to land in a space of, oh my gosh, this is better than I ever imagined it could be. Cause that's what I've done for myself. And I just know that the temporary discomfort you experience along the way, the challenges are so worth it. And in the end, and because you become stronger, you become more satisfied and more clear on who you are and what you need to be happy. And then also the next time a challenge comes along, you know that you can get through it because you've done it and you've sat with that cha- with those challenges and you have the tools to move through it again and again and again. I love it. And I, I, you said it so eloquently. I think it's just self-growth and change and challenges, they don't end, right? They're, they're there for you. <laughs> um, I've had a couple where it's like, I feel like I grind and grind. I have a, a, like this really wonderful like high and then something happens and I'm like, when do I get my vacation life? I would like to have one of those lives where like I, I'm born as a, a celebrity's daughter or something like that. <laughs> and then it kind of, I have that moment where I laugh it off and I'm like, ugh. And you realize, okay, well, I have these tools. I know that I have my yoga practice and I have my meditation and I have these different tools and I've called in strong people in my life, right? You you mentioned before how sometimes when you are heading towards that highest version of yourself, other people kind of pop out. Um, did you find that you were kind of saying goodbye to some friendships and some to – I know that there was a, a, a relationship, a romantic. What about any friendships? Did you find that – you were moving to a kind of a new tribe of people? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Especially as I stepped into starting my business, I, when you become an entrepreneur and you come from a corporate background or just have a bunch of friends who are in corporate, they look at you like you have 10 heads when you're like, Oh, I'm going to start a business. Amen. (laughs) They're like, what? Like, why would you do that? That's so scary. Why would you take the risk? Like there's no stability in that. How long will it take? Like, you're going to give up your income for all of that. And if you don't surround yourself with people who are also entrepreneurs or on the, that same journey as you are, then you are not going to necessarily keep going and, or you're not going to get there as fast as you could because you're going to be battling with your own fear of judgment and self-doubt. And they're just, those people are just going to keep reinforcing it and not lifting you higher. So when I first started my business, I remember I was, I had somebody, I, again, was my severance package was about to run out. I was, had no business writing or investing in anything at the time, but I had someone reach out to me. It was like, Blair, I can't go on this retreat anymore. You should go. It's with a bunch of wellness entrepreneurs. Um, I think you'd be a great fit for it. And I was like, Oh my God, this is a dream country. I totally want to go. But like, I, I don't know, should I spend this money right now? And then I was like, you know what? I'm just doing it. And I went. And because of that, I not only made new friends and felt like finally I'd found my people um, in in the way of entrepreneurship, but also I got a bunch of new clients from that experience. Mm-hmm. And one of them wound up shouting my name from the rooftops about her experience. And then that just in part grew the initial stage of my business. So I think that your tribe is 1 million percent a priority. I think you know, they say you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. And I think that's true because at the end of the day, your consciousness is connected with the other people in your world and what they think and what they believe and what they say. And over time, it kind of becomes your consciousness too. And so you have to make sure that if you want to achieve something greater or something different, you have to find the people that are also carrying that consciousness and that energy. And because that will, that will lift you up and take you where you want to go. 
I love it. Oh, that's such a great message. I think it's so important for people to realize, and, and it's hard, right, ending relationships. And one of the things I've shared is um, you don't necessarily have to make some proclamation that you're ending old friendships or um, that you unfriend people or, or anything like that. It's simply you fill your time and your energy with those who want to see the best versions of yourself. Your your calendar just became full. <laughs> you just became very busy with those people who are spurring you on to the greatest parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking of a few friends who honestly, I don't think really ever got me or accepted me for who I was, yet I was friends with them for a long time. And when I became an entrepreneur, I felt like this even bigger separation between us because again, another thing we didn't have in common, another Mm -hmm. thing they didn't understand about me. And I didn't have some kind of like big announcement, like we're not friends anymore. Like you're saying, I think that that's silly and no one needs to do that. Right. You just slowly let them out of your life. You just let it go. You don't make the effort anymore because they don't fill you up. They drain you. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's, there are going to be situations where your best, best friends, even the people that are your people in the entrepreneurial world or whatever you want to do, they are going through something and and they're not going to be positive and upbeat all the time and you have to be there for them. But that's different than somebody who literally makes you feel like crap about what you do and who you are every time you see them. And that is not what you need in your life. And so you just let it go. You just slowly, these friendships that I had, I just didn't put effort into anymore. I didn't call. I didn't text. And if they texted me, you know, I just say hi. And but for the most part, it was clear they weren't really into it either. Right. And so I just let it go. And so I find a lot of times things just fall out of your life, and it's not as big of a drama as you might think it would be. It just happens, and and that's kind of the best way without it being some kind of big thing. Um, so yeah, I think you have to let that happen and not try to explain yourself and who you are to the people that you've known forever, because if it drains you to do that and you don't feel like you're receiving support on the other end, then it's not going to serve you. I love it. I am so appreciative of you sharing all of your gold and your wisdom. Um, I love hearing from someone who's kind of made many transitions throughout her life and has the tools. Um, Thank you very much for everything that you've you've said and shared and we will definitely include what's what's the best way for people to follow you your story um if they're interested in what you're up to sure oh it's been such a joy to chat with you it's just this gets me so fired up i love it to me um but yeah the best way to find me i i love instagram so my instagram handle is blair badenhop um b-l-a-i-r b-a-d-e-n-h-o-p and i'm sure It'll be in the show notes for you. Mm -hmm. And then I also have a podcast that you definitely have to check out Jeanette's episode if you haven't listened to it already. And the podcast is called Brand Yourself. And this is where I interview badass female entrepreneurs in the world of personal growth and wellness. So if you're into that stuff, definitely give it a listen. I love it. I love it. And there will definitely be links to all of Blair's stuff. Blair, again, thank you for sharing your gold. I just, I'm really glad that our paths have crossed your, 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 in my, my tribe now. (laughs) You're not getting rid of me. (laughs) Yay. Yeah. So am I. I just think, you know, we, everyone comes into your life at the right time and, you know, it's, it's really beautiful to know you and you are such a badass. And I was, so deeply inspired to learn about your journey as well. And it's so good to have those kinds of people in your life because it reminds you that you can keep going even when things get hard 
And, you know, we've all been through things, but, you know, your story is just so amazing. So I'm very grateful to you too. Thank you so much for joining me today. You can find Blair on IG at Blair Badenhop, and her podcast, Brand Yourself, is a must-listen. Blair and I talk about doing deep work to uncover your messaging, which is the cardinal point of my new book, Lore, Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future. Get into the work with me now, available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. As always, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. I'm always interested in content that uplifts, so if you have things you'd like to hear about, please share them with me in the comments. You can also find me on Instagram at ms.jeanetteschneider or Twitter at msjwrites. If you want some help moving toward that intentional life, join me every week on my intention journey. I'm inviting you totally free from my heart to your inbox. Sign up for my love notes at JeanetteSchneider.com. And before you even wake up on Monday mornings, there will be a huge dose of motivation waiting for you. Yes, I will wake you up on Monday morning with intention setting prompts and give you some tips as to what is setting my soul on fire. On Fridays, I'm going to remind you to let go, recharge, and love yourself up with some self-care prompts to get present in your downtime. Intentional living is where it's at, y'all. Until next time, in the words of my grandma, love each other every day.